Welcome, welcome to welcome. the only podcast that draws you in like a straw in a milkshake. It's Pastor Live, the lighthearted podcast adventure that's all about God, the Word, answers to your questions, and, well, sometimes it's more questions to your questions. Hang on tight. You're listening to Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and the other guy. It's radio, bro. <laughs> it's radio. The radio, you gotta, bro. Gary's Gary, you got to use your words, Gary. It's radio. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Pastors Live. It's Friday, February 10th. This is episode 707 of season seven. Our readings today are in Matthew 27, Proverbs 7. Uh, we've got in Psalm 38 and then Nehemiah chapter 7. And yesterday we ended talking about hope. We've got a wonderful guest in the studio. we got uh, Paul Coughlin here from the, prote- uh, the, the Protectors. protectors. I was thinking Pretenders, then music was going yeah, through my boom. head. Fighters. Fighters also. <laughs> so, but we've got some great people in the studio. We've got Pastor Shane Top here today. Top of the morning to you. Pastor Dave's oh, here today. I and the rest of the day to you. Yeah, right? that's right. We've got <laughs> the other guy, Pastor James, is here today. Hello. Uh, Simeon's on sabbatical today. We actually have, uh, yeah, say, <laughs> we, we've got, uh, we've got the Potato Heads, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Heads, their little spud. We've got Sir Gary, the voice of the valley over there. Hey, guys. Uh, he's our hey, engineer, Gary. our producer, and our man under glass. And so we appreciate you very much for all that you do. Appreciate you guys. Um, I'm Pastor Ty. And hey, I'm glad to be here. And we just want to share with you guys, too, that we have uh, very something very, very important to talk about. We were talking about food yesterday. We were talking about pizza. Um, James has been forgiven. Uh, but uh, but, <laughs> but 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 uh, but it's National Cheese Cream Cheese Brownie Day. So. Uh, I mean, wow. okay, who's who's in for okay, who's in who's up for cream cheese brownies? Anybody? Is that the dessert at the gala tonight? It might be the because tonight is the Valentine's Day gala. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's come and dance and have a great time and you know hang out with and your get sweetie. You a nice cream cheese brownie. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's actually I'm going what it out is. For pizza. But, well, with any luck, I'm going out for there pizza. Won't be. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, so I I don't know I, I'm a I'm a cream cheese frosting guy. There you go Ooh, on spice go. cake. So that's my that's my thing. That's but a good call. but do you guys are, anybody here anybody here cream cheese brownie people anybody? Here? No, thank you. Oh, yeah. No? Yeah, cream okay. cheese, yeah, cream cheese I bagel. Thought about it. I've been doing really more important things, Pastor. I was fasting. Oh, wow, and I was fasting and praying, and seeking <laughs> the Lord. Yeah, okay. I was turning the other cheek. I did. I did <laughs> again. Again, we got guys I, in some basement coming up I with did these things. Yeah, I like, fasted Hawaiian pizza. You've been oh, fasting that boy. for years. Yes. Yeah. So and you worked at a pizza it's place. It's, it's not a temptation. <laughs> it's it's, it's just, no temptation. Yeah. That temptation has not taken me. So wait a minute. If, so, oh, but wait a second though. Is it really? Is it really a fast if you just don't like it? You know, like it's an easy fast. It's an easy fast. Yeah. <laughs> James, we love you. We do. We love you so much. There's no smile on it's James' face right now. <laughs> It's like, he's, I have he's, no words. You have no words. Well, listen, yesterday in our program, we, we were talking about hope. And we were talking about, you know, um, the idea of a false hope and a true hope. And one of the things I think that's really dangerous, we were talking about this as we ended up, is that the idea, I think, the, mm-hmm. the thing that's most dangerous is a false hope. Because I think a false hope is so deceptive that it keeps you from real hope when it presents itself. Right. And that uh, was the point I was going to bring up. Yeah. So an example, and this is just a choice we've made. So with our kids, we, we don't try to convince them that Santa is coming down the chimney. And we don't try He's to convince... Sorry, Ty. Oh. Um, Santa likes cream cheese brownies. 
All right. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> please continue. Sorry. Please, James. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mike's on. Uh, so anyways, we don't try to go to great lengths to convince him that Santa's real. We talk about the historical person, Nicholas, you know, sure, and, and what his ministry was and that, that kind of thing. But uh, the, the reason we chose not to is because when they find out that there isn't a magical elf flying all over the world putting gifts under the tree, and we've spent so much time as their parents trying to convince them of that, how are we going to convince them that there's a God who loves them that they can't see? So that it went right into what you were saying, that false hope makes it harder to access real hope, as opposed right. to having no hope. When yeah. you present hope to someone without hope, it's it's an easier doorway in a sense. Well, because false right. hope is easily deferred, right? and hope deferred does what? This makes the heart sick. Exactly. Yeah, it makes the heart sick. Exactly. Yeah. In regards to bullying, uh, false hope is so dangerous. I'll give you an example. Um, dads, more than moms, will say, look the bully in the eye and tell him to stop which is a good answer the problem is most targets are scared to death sure. of the bully yep. so if we give them something they can't do one thing that they will not do they ain't showing up to school they're going to come up with a mystery illness because it is a false hope it's something they cannot achieve rather what we want to do with targets of particularly serial bullying is give them multiple plans of attack Right. We give them many things they can do because they don't put all of their eggs in one basket, which would be, I guess, another way of uh, kind of a false hope, I suppose. Uh, we give them many things that they can do where if some of them don't work, that's okay necessarily because there are other things that they can do. Some of them are going to fail, but some might work. But we don't know given the complexity of the theater of bullying. Right. So multiple plans of attack are very helpful to ward off that false hope that we're worried about. I think it's interesting too, and and by the way, uh, just so everybody knows, we, we we picked up this conversation yes from yesterday. But would you tell people what you do a little bit? Because I think it's important. To ask, hey, this guy's talking about bullying. Who is he? Well, we I introduced him earlier, but if you want to tell people what you do and to give us some context to the yeah, listeners, so in, indeed, yeah, so indeed, yeah, yeah. So I'm the founder and president of the Protectors. Uh, we are both a faith based and values based organization working in private Christian schools, public schools across the country and, and actually across the world to diminish the number one form of child abuse in our nation and most likely the world, which is adolescent bullying. If a child is to experience abuse, they are more likely to experience it through the portal of, of bullying than any other form of abuse. And it's the only form of abuse that we tell the most vulnerable among us uh -huh. to just ignore. Imagine if we told people who suffered from, for example, sexual abuse, well, just ignore it. It, it, it falls on its face, unfortunately. So it, we, I've been very fortunate to witness more than 8,000 students across the world publicly apologize for bullying and related behavior. And I'm so, because of the vision of the leaders in this school, um, I mean, we saw well over 100 yeah. apologies uh, this week uh, at the school, and boy, they were breathtaking. They're, I just wish more people could get a chance to see them. Uh, you know, yeah. just, we had one of gorgeous. our young ladies who absolutely just broke down. She pretty much crumbled into your arms. She did. And then Colette, uh, or uh, Christelle. Yeah, um, Paletti. Uh, Paletti. Uh, I don't know where Colette came from. <laughs> just, just put the two words together. It's a word <laughs> of like, prophecy. There's a Colette coming to our school. Uh, <laughs> Christelle Paletti uh, just wrapped her arms around this young lady. And I don't know, what do you think, Paul? Five minutes, six minutes of just holding each other. And yeah. Speaking uh, to the Lord. Uh, it was It was wonderful. It, it, yeah, so powerful. You know, it, it the, the work that we do with the protectors, 
bandages get pulled off there's just no way around it right yeah, and so what's yeah. what is fantastic is when you have loving people ready for that mature enough and uh they get embraced they're prayed for and i guarantee there's going to be some great conversations mm-hmm. in her uh the, that young lady's life she got mm-hmm. apologized to and oh, wow. it, yeah. it it really rocked her in a fantastic way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i think what people don't understand is is we live in a world where well, first of all, what was the word? What was the word of two thousand twenty-two? Was it gaslighting? Was that was that yeah. the was that the word? Yeah. That was the Webster. Yeah. I, or word was of Oxford, the year. Yeah, the word of the year. Yeah, got the Grammy award got or something. Yeah, for, got the yeah, got from, the Grammy word award. Yeah, or yeah. word award word word. Yeah, the uh, Grammy award. Well, the Grammy award. Um, thank you for that rescue. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I think that we don't understand that there we have a tendency to look at abuse in a capital A kind of a thing. And what you're talking about is we're gonna we're, what we're doing is we're exposing sin to the light. And so, as you know, as First John says, you know, when you come into the light, you're you know the sin is exposed, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. So what we're doing is we're pulling back this veil of what our culture deems like a a small a lowercase a abuse, but it's still abuse. Um, and I think. Um, uh, Stephen Tracy in his book Mending the Soul actually talks very specifically about the idea of cultural capital A and cultural little a and we actually have to deal with all of it because if we don't we're not going to have healthy cultures mm. and we're not going to have healthy people in our culture and and so we have a tendency to go that's wrong and, and things like that yeah um, I learned something in working with youth, and I really it's important to me to share it when I can. When I first started this work, like a lot of speakers, you know, um, I, I, I came on with a lot of heat. I was throwing a lot of fastballs at my uh, at my audience. I, I think I was kind of, you know, I guess to some degree angry. Um, and uh, given the damage and the fallout that takes place. So I, I learned from that. And what I really learned in working with youth, and I, I love sharing this for, uh, with people because it was hard earned on my part. So I'd rather other people not suffer it. Right. And that is, uh, don't lecture them. Right. Don't lecture youth because now that we've had uh, students more than 8,000 publicly apologize, I've had a chance to talk to a number of them. Hey, why'd you apologize? You know, and the number one thing they say is, well, you didn't lecture us. They're getting lectured a lot. So in order to reach their heart, the lecturing is harder to get to their heart and to get that soul change that we're really looking for in the uh, in the theater of bowling. So I just want people to learn from my mistakes. <laughs> Working with youth, don't lecture them. They've been lectured to you know to death in many cases, and you know um, sympathize with them. Admit that you've done uh, what they're doing. I during the presentations I was saying how I bullied a girl, oh, a girl named Tammy, in sixth grade. Uh, she had a scar on the front of her face, and my classmates called her Shazam. And I used to defend her in fifth grade, but in sixth grade, I called her Shazam. And these are important things to to share uh, with youth because it does it does pull them towards you, and they're able to hear you. Yeah, yeah I think that that's really important too. Is as I know in in our world, we're pastors, so our business card says "Have Bible, Will Babble." Uh, so we have the ability. Mine says, "I get paid by the word." I get paid by the word. Yeah, uh, literally. Boom. That's good. That's funny. Mine uh, says, "Your hope is in heaven. <laughs> Your hope of payment is in heaven." Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the idea is like we we sometimes can get in that place. I think we if we forget application, which is possible, like we become. And I know the difference between a collegiate world and a pulpit. Are, are very very different right. the pulpit has to be very applicable and part of our hermeneutic is that 
um, what we share has to be applicable. And that's what I loved about watching you do what you did because you brought it to this place where, look, I'm just sharing with you some information and now you need to apply that to your life. I mean, it was, and and to see the kids respond is just breathtaking. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes we talk around here about instead of talking at people, talk with people. And when you talk with people, that means you listen a lot. Yes. It's, it's easy to get up and talk at somebody, especially if you think you're an expert. Oh. I mean, you know, you're, you, in your mind, you're an expert about their problem or their situation. And I mentioned this last Sunday in a teaching. Um, it, it always astonishes me when people think they know God's will for everybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah. So and, you've talked yeah. to my wife. Gary can edit that. Yeah, Gary can Gary's edit that. Gary's, yeah, Gary's really, really Gary, good. there's money in it for you. <laughs> if, you are, if you if you are inclined. So, see, now well, I want to get all the wives in here, right. and we leave the studio and let them have at it for a few minutes. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you, yeah. know, it's you mentioned gaslighting, you right? Um, right. In, in Acts 21 and 22, when Paul makes his way back to Israel, in Acts 15, they've had the Jerusalem Council. They've said, yeah, you don't have to go through all these rituals and all this stuff. Then he comes back to Jerusalem with money in hand, by the way, from the Gentile churches. And they say to him, it's really nice, Paul, that all those Gentiles are getting saved. Look at the myriads of believing Jews. And by the way, Paul, they're mad at you because you're not teaching people to follow the rituals and the law. And as I was reading through that passage in preparation for last weekend, I thought, boy, that is the textbook definition of gaslighting. We didn't do our job, Paul. Therefore, it's your responsibility. Yeah, it's your you responsibility just take these four boys through the you know the Nazarite vow, and you can make things right with these Jews. That, by the way, we should have been making things right with for the last twenty years. Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. Right. That's and of course that that's a whole long conversation. Yeah. Could I add one more thing too yeah, yeah. in reaching the youth? And I think this it would uh, applicable uh, to adults as well. I end the, and I used to not do this, I end each presentation with inspiration. I show, it's hard to emulate what you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And so many people haven't seen other people standing up for other people. We have videos of people talking about how they, how they stood up and Mm -hmm. that inspirational punch at the end is incredibly helpful to reach their head, heart and soul. So let me ask you a question because you, you, you spend time dealing with uh, mainstream media. Obviously, we're not mainstream media. We're just, you know, we're just kind of tucked in a little corner. Uh, in fact, we have a uh, Darren Phillips from Idaho Falls. He sent us a little comment. He says, I don't know how your podcast has lasted seven seasons, but it's grown on me and my family. It's kind of, I think it's probably, it's kind of like a fungus, Darren. Oh, yeah, we're really like, sorry about fungus, that. It's like, uh, yeah, but, but uh, he says, but do you have part of season one that you can reflect and play on the current radio station, uh, current season? <laughs> I don't know if we have season one recorded anywhere. I don't know. I, I think we probably do. We probably with, do. With, okay. any, with any luck, yeah. it, it's, it's so, a corrupted file right. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it has yeah. nothing to do <laughs> sorry, with Sorry, Darren. Yeah, sorry. But, but there is a, question that i have for you when when we talk about media and we talk about the world of media yeah um there's a lot of bullying in in media in yes. in the world we live in i mean yes, let, let's just sure deal is. with legit big light studio cameras there's abuse that goes on on sets oh yeah um and it's abusive and i i i see it um we see it on social media we see it in in every form of communication we, we see um, not only capital A, but little a abusive behavior. 
Um, what's it like for you when you're in a space like that and you're just you're you, you spend your life dealing with this and you're watching one person bully another person and you, what is that like for you and how, what goes on in your mind? I mean, do you do you try and intervene? Do you say, hey, this this is exactly what I do. <laughs> I mean, what like what what is that like for you? If, like you know, if you're sitting on a couch with people or you're in a studio, what is that like for you? Well, you got to take away the excuses and the false definitions. Well, I, I most people who bully uh, they call it something else. So you really need oh, to break... speaking truth and love. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so what you got to do is you just got to call it what it is. No, you know that. No, that's abuse. That's actually abusive. Uh, and usually, what happens is I mean, you, you were talking about the media, so we'll talk about workplace bullying. And um, what happens with those uh, those people? Like I said, they 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 call it something else, and. Um, by and large, the people watching, the vast majority of people don't do anything pro-social. They're actually kind of glad, uh, studies show, that it's it's such horrible human behavior. But they're actually kind of glad that the other person is getting the heat because that means that they may not get bullied. So they're okay. They, they, they can live to work another day until that person turns on them. And so that's right. uh, that's an incredibly sad commentary. And I, you know, I've I've been asked to uh, be part of of church issues, and the vast majority of the coworkers they just go along. They, you know, they just go along. They don't say anything. They pretend they don't see it. When they do, they call it something else. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that's really a shame that we don't call a spade a spade. Um, and you know, we were talking. I was talking. I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, but. Um, but the idea is like as pastors, the, our, our, the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, mm-hmm. you know, it's mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, right? We don't, we don't fight a carnal fight. We don't fight with flesh and blood, right? So we bring the word of God. We bring God's truth to people and we, nathetic counseling would say, we're going to let the word of God speak into their life. Um, but it, it's amazing to me how over the years you kind of see people trying to hold on to authority or hold on to position or hold on to place. And and I hope that, you know, we would all at least catch ourselves, you know, the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit's in us. Like the Holy Spirit would be like, hey, you need to stop. What you're doing is wrong. I mean, and that's what I love about that 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 whole passage where in, in John 16, where it says that the Holy Spirit convicts us of, of sin uh, righteousness. and of righteousness and, and judgment. judgment. Yeah, it's all like, three of them. like to say, hey, look, what you're doing is not right. Um, and I, that, it makes me sad that people would feel that way. But I remember working in places. Um, my original life plan was not the pastorate. Um, I'm a, I'm a music educator by undergrad education. Um, but the situations I was in were so incredibly toxic that I was like, I can't do this. I, I, I'm, I'm three and a half years into a degree and I'm like, I have to change what I'm doing because I don't want to be married to the marching band. Cause I've watched a, I've watched a guy yell at students for, you know, two years. And I like, is this really how we inspire young people we yell at them and we scream at them is that really how we inspire people and i i was and i just said i i've got to do something different well fortunately i got saved and then the lord changed my life in my direction wow. but but it is it is really amazing how we don't realize it's it's kind of everywhere but you can have you can have a you can have bullying in a marriage you can have bullying in a family you sure can have bullying can. at work you can have bullying at a school and i really appreciate what you do and and you've got some resources 
you have a book that you you brought with you, which was uh, which what's the book? Uh, free us from bullying. Free us from bullying. Yeah. Um, and people can get that. How can people get information? Get stuff from you? How can sure. They do yeah, that? they can go to theprotectors.org. There, you can get information about our uh, faith-based program, our values-based public school program, and uh, there's some pretty inspirational videos on the website as well. Tons of resources. We have uh, the one that tends to be the most popular is the Four Circles of Defense. The number one complaint we get. Uh, at the protectors is that the parents went to the school and the school didn't do anything about it. And yeah, just in most cases, most time, that's not the case. They tried, but it's a very complicated theater and it's mm. difficult to fix. So we have a resource that doesn't start with the school. It starts with psychological fortification, well, spiritual, psychological, social, and then school um, uh, circle of defense there, because we really kind of want to rebuild that target. Uh, because what will happen is you get this yeah. in the school, right? Um, a kid will come out of public school in this area and they put him into your school. And I guarantee there's less bullying here than, than in other educational options. But of course it still happens because there's humans. And what's really sad is they now they've got this hope that, well, you could call honestly a false hope that, the, that their child will never be bullied. That is just unrealistic. It's, it's really naive. So what we want to do is help that child not behave in a way that doesn't justify the bullying, but puts it in context. Some kids do not self, they're not very good self-advocates, and they don't realize that how, they are, how they're perceived by their peers. We need to give them the gift of objectivity of how their peers perceive them. So as loving parents and related guardians, we can help them modify some of that behavior. So now that they may come into this Christian school, they're far less likely to get bullied because the child has offloaded some of those behaviors, provocative uh, behaviors. So we have uh, resources for that, books, full-on curriculum, tons of stuff to help. Well, you talked about the idea of like, you know, like setting yourself up for success, right? It's like, being confident, a smile, yeah. not like you just buried somebody in the backyard, which I yeah, appreciate. That's right. That, right? That's right. Like not serial killer. Silly, ser- serial killer, but but like confidence, smile, standing upright. Yeah. Your hygiene. Yeah. Um, making sure you're taking care of yourself. You know, things like like things like that that can help prevent uh, some of those things from coming at you. You know, and and part of that's parents' involvement. And, and like time. don't yeah. don't send a a cream cheese brownie with your kid in his lunch. <laughs> that kid's right. gonna get picked on. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Very very much so. Well, yeah. there is one food worse than that. Yeah. Hawaiian, Hawaiian, Hawaiian pizza. pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I look you in the eye and I say, "Stop." <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm not going to. Below the line. Hey, listen, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pastors Live. Go to church uh, this weekend. Yeah, go to church this weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Listen, you're loved. Your family. God bless you. It's the one and only Pastors Live. A Rev FM production with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and the other guy. Download and listen to more episodes from Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And submit your questions and comments for next time to Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. His music, his word, the, the Rev. Rev.